It's Nancy Yearall, and welcome to Nancy's Psychic View on the High Road to Humanity. And today we have a fabulous guest. Kathy Harmon Luber is here. And Kathy, welcome to High Road to Humanity. Thank you, Nancy. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm excited you're here. Now, she's got an interesting story, you guys. Um, she has a book out that's called Suffering to Thriving. And she's going to tell us her story of how she really overcame her pain and about pain management. We're going to talk about sound. We're going to talk about healing, meditation. She's written this really cool book. Do you have a copy of it handy? I don't have it in front okay. of me. Okay, that's all right. But I'm just telling you, this is a really good show to share for anybody who's going through any kind of pain because she has so many great um, solutions and she has, and it's all about how you uh, approach it and how you think about it. So I want to just say this is going to be a good one. Before we get into it though, you guys, I don't know how many of you watched the movie, Leave the World Behind. Um, I was sitting here Saturday night, so I, it was on Netflix. And so I turned it on. Here's the headline. Leave the World Behind shoots to number one on Netflix, but viewers lodge complaint on social media. Now, let me give you a little tidbit of what this is about. The film is an ap apocalyptic drama starring Julia Roberts, uh, Mahishla Ali, Ethan Hawke and Kevin Bacon. It was produced by Higher Ground Productions, the founder of former U.S. President Barack Obama and his wife, Michelle. So this gets really interesting. Adapted from the 2020 novel of the same name by Roman Alam, Leave the World Behind, follows a society that unravels after technological infrastructure from phones to TVs start to collapse. And Ooh. I'm, yes. Now I'm not gonna give this away but this stuff could really happen. And um, here are some of the comp. This is on the review agitator website. Rotten Tomatoes leaves the world behind. Boasts a critic score of 75% positive while the audience score legs at just 42%. Now, it was a good movie. It was interesting. It made you think what I got out of it. I'll let you guys watch it. But what I got out of it is that we all need to stick together. Because what they try to do, I feel, in this movie is divide us. So I'll leave it at that. But everybody needs to watch it just because it's really interesting. And it's it's controversial right now. And you're gonna have to see this, right, Kathy? Absolutely. I wrote it down. It's, oh. it's gonna be on my Netflix list. <laughs> <laughs> let me guys let me tell you guys who Kathy Harmon Luber is. She's a certified sound therapy and sound healing practitioner. And I just want to say I believe in the power of healing with sound. She's a Reiki master. She's an inspiring author, a wellness guide whose passion is helping people navigate the challenging terrain on the healing journey. So last year, Kathy launched her best-selling book. It's Suffering to Thriving. It's your toolkit for navigating your healing journey, how to live a more healthful, peaceful, joyful life. And um, you guys, she has appeared in Yoga Magazine, Authority Magazine, MindBodyGreen.com, Women's World Magazine, numerous podcasts and radio shows. And we're just glad she's here today. And Kathy, I guess I just want to hear your story. December 8th, 2016, you felt an electric shock bolting through your lower back and it took your breath away. It did indeed, Nancy. You know, it was the fourth time this had happened to me. I was I was diagnosed in my in my 20s. I was in I was 21 in fact and told that I had the spine of an 80-year-old woman because of hereditary spinal issues. Yeah. Okay. I had like seven different spinal diseases that are really kind of complicated, but 
I've been, I've been, you know, navigating that. And and the thing about it is I've always looked to complementary medicine to work, you know, um, in collaboration with Western medicine, things like energy healing, sound healing, Reiki, the whole thing. I had really dialed it in. I was in a good place. I had been doing all the things from acupuncture and sound healing and Reiki to the right supplementation and chiropractic and physical therapy, all the things I needed to do. I was in a really good place. Okay. And then the disc, this disc ruptured. And normally it would take me two to three months to get over one of these things. And I'd be back. I have a very active lifestyle. You know, I was hiking and biking and, and swimming, you know, three hours a week, just the week that this happened. Right. And so it was really surprising in a way. And in another way, not my intuition said, you need to be more careful. And I wasn't. Bottom line was this happened that morning, like a year ago, basically. And I thought it would take me two or three months to get over it. And I was okay with that. I knew the drill. It didn't. I was bedridden for five years. I know. It was the worst. It was the most extraordinary pain I'd, I'd ever had in, in my life. And unlike, you know, sports injuries where I've had a lot of bad sports and dance injuries and things, but, you know, it's really intense and then it goes away. This was not going away. And I was working with doctors and orthopedic surgeons and neurosurgeons and all that. It was not operable because of the complexity of my spine. And so, you know, I began to go to that really dark place of like asking all the wrong questions. What if this is my life forever? Like, like what, what if this doesn't ever go away? Like, what am I going to do? You know, I'm young, I'm active. Like I have a job. Yeah. And how, right. how am I going to deal with all of this? And right. so you go down the, the dark, dark spiral, downward spiral of all of that. And I realized very quickly, I could become a very angry, bitter, um, hopeless, depressed person, or I could choose something different. And that was the beginning of the lesson. I had been on my spiritual journey for decades. Um, when I was in my my 20s, it started in earnest in a big way. And largely because of, of these spinal issues and autoimmune things, mm -hmm. but it, it set me on this journey. So I had a really good foundation of, of spiritual practice. But all of that changes when you go through something that's just yeah. so devastating and debilitating. I had to say to myself, and my husband certainly said to me, like, you know what you need to, to do. You need to do it. You need to, you know, listen to more music, find more sound healing on your computer. I was yeah. literally flat on my back. You know, I was meditating a lot, but it just wasn't working for a while. And I realized I have to figure out what my medicine is. And I knew music and sound were my medicine. I had to, to, to really dig down and, and make that part of my daily practice. I, I had to meditate more. I had to find things like positive affirmations, which yeah. not, I wasn't big into affirmations, you know, but I had to find things to hold on to. I started to look to all my favorite authors and find inspiring quotes. Mm -hmm. And I love the Buddhist monk Pema Chodron, you know, she, I, I always remembered from her books, her saying, you have a choice in every moment and the choice is between love and fear, right? Love and hate, right? Right. 
And so it's like, and I was like, no, I don't have a choice in this situation. This is just terrible. And then I was like, well, wait a second, Kathy, <laughs> you know better than this. You yeah. do have choice. And so I decided to choose. I decided that that suffering, unnecessary suffering is a choice. There are certainly plenty of things in the world, war-torn countries and all the things that are real suffering. There's also the unnecessary suffering in our minds. Mm -hmm. We have to make our minds our medicine. And I really held on to that. It was like I I, I curated my thoughts, you know, mm. not not uh, fake positive thinking for sure, but like acceptance. You changed, of you changed your programming. You changed I whatever did. you thought. Yeah, I have, I have a quick question. Um, you know, I've always uh, read Louise Hay because, yes. and I wondered if you read any of her books, How to Heal Your Life, because she tells. Yes. Because every time I have an ailment, this is just the truth. I have her books. And if I have something, I will go and look and see what emotion yes. associated with. Now, as you're speaking, I guess my biggest question to you is, you know, I realize this is hereditary, but you can break the cycle and you have broken the I cycle. Have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so did you like look to, I'm just curious, did you look to any of her stuff knowing that that was the correlation? you know? No. Well, it's interesting. I had read Louise Hay decades before, you know, this particular thing happened. And mm -hmm. so I kind of had it well ingrained within me and about spinal things, you know, she says lack of support. And was that my life? Yeah. yeah. That's what I was oh, wondering. Yes, <laughs> yes ma'am. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> totally. And so I had to examine that and, mm -hmm. and really rewrite the program and, and figure out, okay, I didn't have support in some areas of my life. And I had to say, I have to be there to support myself. That was one of the biggest lessons. And, you know, as she and numerous wise people over centuries have, have said, we have the power to heal within us. That's and right. I call that inner healer, intuition, right? right? right. We right. know how to heal. I get healing messages and, and things in my dreams often, like I'll wake up and there's a word and I'm like, what is that? And I go research and it's like, oh yeah, it's exactly what I need right now. It's very yeah. interesting. And, and right. um, I just believe in all of this. And so it's, it's not a surprise, certainly. And this whole inner healer thing, it's like, it's, it's what we need to remember because when we go through something that's really a major disruption or crisis in our lives, mm -hmm. we tend to forget that, or at least I do. And a lot of my clients do. It's like, we, we tend to say, oh, this is terrible. We go to the bad place of saying the, the, the wrong questions, Nancy. It's like, why is this happening to me? This is a terrible thing. What is going to happen to me? Is it always going to be like this? What is going to become of my life? This is the end of my life. I mean, it's the downward spiral, right? And so we have to break that with better questions. What if this is an opportunity? This is what I actually ask myself. What is the, if this is a, an opportunity for me to heal myself and show myself yet again that 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 the healing power is within right. i've reversed autoimmune where my rheumatologist said you will never do that and i have i have i have healed my back without surgery which you know they told me in my 20s i'd be in a wheelchair for life by the time i was 35 i'm older than that i'm not in a wheelchair and so you know it's one of those things that that I think we have to constantly remind ourselves of that we have this amazing we have the power. 
Yeah, we do. Yeah, we really do. And so I like that you, lesson. Yeah, you say, well, it's amazing. You're just, it. you're everything in your book, I'll just tell you. And everything you're speaking about is everything that I talk about. Yes, um, I that, yeah, it's that people have to learn about the spoken word. You weren't yes. doing affirmations. Look how affirmations change. You know, what you're saying, that vibration. I mean, all of this. And I love how you say suffering is a choice because you say suffering can become a prison of your own making within uh, we, within because we indecidously, I can't read, I can't read my own writing, trap ourselves. But it's really a choice, I guess, is what I want to say. Um yes. People can decide, and a lot of people, I have to say this, you know, I've seen this over time, you know, they get something and they get sick and they're like, oh, that's it. And they get it in their head that there is no cure and they die because they, it's the mindset. It's the mindset. So it's why I, I say your mind is your medicine, right? Yeah. So I want to know what came first. Um, what started to work first? Was it the music? Was it the meditation? Was it the combination what really um, did it for you? I'm just curious. It was everything, Nancy. You know, it truly was. I just, I just kept doing everything that I could. It it began in the morning with meditation, and and writing down my dreams. And if I got downloads, and as I was writing the book, like I have to say, I didn't start off writing the book. I started off, I've always been a journaler since I was a little girl. So I just started drawing on all of those quotes by my favorite authors and going back and rereading books. And then I would just do my contemplative writing about them. And then after about a year or two, you know, I started saying, I think there's wisdom here for other people. You know, it helped me so much, but I wrote down everything that I did. Part of it was asking the right questions. Part of it was looking at my life as not inability or disability. Right. But what can I do right now? Obviously, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get out of bed for months. I could not even walk to the bedroom door. Like it was just. Yeah, and how did your family, I just, I, I want to, and I don't want to, you know, interrupt your train of thought too much, but I, I'm curious what your husband, do you have children? I mean, how did your family handle this? And yeah. Yeah. My, my husband is an angel. I have to say, I couldn't have gone through this without him and, and the love of my friends and friends who brought us food and groceries and just helped him out wet. And we have a, we don't wow. get street delivery of mail. He has to go to the post office, people who went and got our mail for us, people who oh. made us soup, all of that. But my husband was amazing and he would not let me go to the depths of despair. He's like, of course you're going to get better. I said, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to, I, this is just going on for way too long. And my doctor said, maybe, maybe not. There's a 50 Don't you hate that? I wish they'd be, you know, and <laughs> I just want to say, you know, yeah. that is the worst. It, well, it's true because you go to the doctor and they're negative Nellies and we don't need yeah. negative Nellies. We need positive, you know, we need like, yes, you can overcome anything. That's and right. they have got to change their mindset. Yes. There are good I, I mean, what I would say yes. to our listeners yeah. is surround yourself with the good doctors. My doctors now are positive. They're encouraging. They're inspired what I've done and by what other patients of theirs have done. And they're great. They're my cheerleaders, right? And but you had to probably switch to get to that point. Oh, oh my gosh. My, my rheumatologist, yeah. I left my rheumatologist four years ago because he said to me, you know what? And I said, 
what doctor? He says, you're going to die of pain. <gasps> yeah. He said that to me and I, and his, his assistant prepared, taking notes, and she just looked at him like, you really said that to this woman? Like, how can you say that to a person? Where's right? the compassion? Where is yeah. the compassion? You Thank know, you. that's yeah. the thing. I feel like the compassion has gone by the wayside. It's like you go in, they look at you, they get your symptoms and here's the pill. Yeah. I think the key is finding doctors who have compassion. And I, I am surrounded by doctors who have compassion. They're, they're marvelous, but that wasn't always the case. I mean, I did go through a lot of, of doctors who just no bedside manner, wouldn't answer questions, said these terrible things. You will be in a wheelchair. You're going to die of pain. But what I would say is there are doctors like doctors of functional medicine, um, naturopaths, find them, find them, find them. And they, they tend to look at the whole person. They don't look at us as that one symptom. You are not your spinal disability. Mm -hmm. You're a whole person. Right. And, and they, they do look at that and, 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 and try to heal you from the standpoint of your whole entire body and your, and your life, you know, it's, it's your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual life. All of it. It's all of it. it. And some doctors understand that and some don't. And I would just say to people, if you don't have that doctor and you are going through something, anything small or large, you know, uh, move on, move on. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I have to say the biggest thing in your book, well, of course, affirmations, because I'm huge on affirmations and um, visualizations, because I believe, you know, we are creators and we are creating our own reality, right? Yes. We speak. Yes, exactly. But but what I really liked was you talking about the thriving mindset, Um, you know, and you say meds are not the only way healing begins with the right mindset. And it's uh, what we're just talking about. And I wanted to ask you, um, how did you, what, well, maybe obviously you reprogrammed your mind. I did. But yeah. what were some of the steps that maybe you could share with the audience? I guess. Yeah, I'd love to. There, there are a few. And what I will say to our listeners is my book is 38 short chapters. Each one is a tool, right? right. In the toolkit. So, so there's something for everyone. Um, but what I would say is the first thing is what is your medicine? Like music and sound are mine. And nature is mine and art and creativity of any kind, the writing, the art, the singing, everything. I know what my medicine is. It's different for all of us. We're all unique. There's no one formula, but the point is find your medicine. The second is ask the right questions. Like I was alluding to earlier, look at your, at your healing journey. I like to say our healing journey is embedded in our life's journey, which is embedded in our soul's journey. Mm-hmm. And that means often the healing journey, and that can be that could be emotional healing or healing from trauma right. or spiritual healing, not just physical. Our healing journey can be a portal to a new life. Yes. It can be a portal to finding mission and purpose, as it was for me. Like I've always worked for nonprofit organizations that make the world a better place. That in my creativity, I thought I'm good. I know my purpose. Guess what? Different, different level. Whole yeah. new, new yeah. whole new, um, whole new path on the healing journey, spiritual journey. And so I believe right now it's for, for all of us, we all have gifts. Now is a time our planet 
needs us. Our earth is in peril. You know, with everything going on in the world, the world needs people to bring their gifts forward. And maybe your gift is, is making a delicious bread that you take to your neighbors, right? right. Or maybe exactly. your gift is, is sewing quilts to take to the, the women's shelter, whatever your gift is, you know, or maybe it's something grand, maybe something huge that will change the world on a grand scale. Find your gift. Often we find that through the disruptions or crises that we go, go through. And so I, I encourage people to sort of take a different perspective. Wayne Dyer once said, you know, I love him. Um, when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at will change. That's right. That's so true. That's We're right. In life, right? Well, what I see is you reinvented yourself and that's what we have to do. You oh, have yeah. to you have to re, uh, make yourself a new person. And we are little creators. And I love how every day is a new day. And you have created a new person by your thoughts. And, and it's changed your physical body. Yeah. And it's changed you completely. And look what it's done to you as far as spiritual. Yes. I mean, you've just gone, I mean, you know, a long way on your spiritual journey. I yeah. Mean, and you, I have you get been this stuff. I had been a long way and I thought I was there, you know, I thought, yeah, nice spiritual place. I'm comfortable with my spirituality. It's part of my daily life. It's like, I didn't have a clue. Right. There was so much more than that. And part of how I did that, Nancy, is, is flat on my back. It was like, I decided to look, this is another tool, not at inability, but ability. And I literally made a list of everything I could not do. I could not walk. I could not hike. I could not swim. I could not ride my bike. I could not dance, made the whole list. And I said, what can I do? Okay. And laying flat on my back, it hurt to move a finger or a toe. I couldn't move for the longest time. And I thought, what can I do? Okay. I can prop my laptop and I can write. I can look up inspiring things, but I can also meditate more. Mm -hmm. I'm a shamanic practitioner. I can go on journeys that freed my body. Oh, fun. You know, yeah. I love visualizing. It freed my body. I was, that's, I'm not saying it quite right. I was free of my body. My mind could soar. I could dream, you know, um, I could daydream all the things they tell us not to do in school suddenly was my playground, you know, <laughs> right. And, right. It's like, yes, we might have inabilities or disabilities because of whatever life deals us, but we can turn that around. I could not play. I was up until that time, I was performing classical flute every weekend and suddenly nothing, nothing. You know, and I just, and I just want to say really quickly, uh, I want to um, talk about what you just brought up. You know, you talk about in school daydreaming you're talking about here's the thing and I just want to mention this and I I want the audience to think about it too and it's something you know people sit on school boards there's a lot of teachers out there these are the principles that we need to teach our children right now because they don't know these things and this is why it's so important that you have this great book out and that I do the show and that a lot of people are out there because these are things and you said it several times here you know we need to teach the kids to connect yes. with the divine. Did you become more religious? Um, more spiritual, more okay. spiritual. Well, connected, I, I guess I want to say. Connected, yes, yes, yeah. yes absolutely. Okay. okay. Because I had this time, I was still working, if you can believe it, you know, I because I could do 
grant writing. On your laptop. My laptop. I could still work. It's but crazy. I had more time to meditate and to connect with, with source, with angels, with, I yeah. mean, I just, I just felt like, you know, we talk about, we are all one and we are connected to the divine. And I guess up until then I felt it, but I didn't feel it nearly as deeply as I did when I just began to spend I just, I just doubled down on, on meditation and prayer and, and intention setting and all of that and connecting to source and connecting to light. And, and when we realize that we are, and again, this goes back to like the daydreaming. It's like, I would daydream about, about just, just being high above the earth and looking down at my little life in bed and saying, that is nothing like, you know, there's this big you know, beautiful universe of, of energy. And we are all energy beings. And we are, I love what you said. I, I say this a lot. We are all creators. Mm -hmm. Our words, our thoughts, our actions, mm -hmm. they create our reality. You know, people know it from, um, you know, the law of attraction and, and the secret and all of that. But it's like, we have to put that into practice. Yeah. We energy beings everything is energy and we create and that's when i say make your mind your medicine that's it right there it's like we the energy we put out there and when i stopped being negative and talking about how terrible it was i could look at my life in a moment and say in the presence of this moment everything's wonderful i'm surrounded by love and well, yeah that's that's why they say stay in the present moment exactly because, right because when you start and i want to i want to talk about a couple of the points you just made you know and the audience knows this because i talk about it all the time yes. but it's so nice yeah. to have an example of somebody who's done this you know yeah. you start to uh change your words you yes. don't say i'll never get better you say uh -huh. i feel great and and i you know i I am riding my bike today. I am walking today. You make yes. it in present tense and you change it up. But I also yes. want to go back to you connecting because my biggest thing, and I'll just, I, and the audience knows this, and it's so nice to hear you say it. Um, once you connect with that light, you can say God, creator, divine, vibration, love, whatever you want. Once you bring in that light every day, it's plugging in. It's really plugging in. And once you can plug into that energy, it changes you tremendously. And I yeah. feel like that was something that really changed you. Oh, absolutely. And I, I have been a light worker for, for, for decades. And I consider myself a light worker in my practice and in my Reiki work and sound healing. This was a game changer though, yeah. going through this. And that's why I say it can be a portal to something else. Yeah. Game changer. I I really began to live in the light of that. Every I can't I say every moment, but as we all know, we lapse. And but but as for as much as I could and way more than I had been, mm -hmm. it's like we go about our regular lives, but I learned to anchor and integrate it into my life. That if I went to the post office, you were you still know, in the light. Post office, I'm in the light. Yeah. If I'm grocery store if somebody yeah. is honking at me in traffic I'm in the light that's right and and, and seeing the world and everything from that place yes. and it's great it gives you great compassion and empathy for people and ourselves it gives us and comfort incredible comfort, comfort yeah. and self-love and self-care and all the good stuff yeah 
Yeah, it's wonderful. I'm just so glad that you're talking about this because I talk about it all the time. And But to yes. have somebody who went through what you've gone through and to say, yes, it made a difference means a lot. You know, so what are you doing today? I'm just curious. What's going on? Are you walking? Are you riding your bike? What's happening? Okay. I haven't mastered riding the bike yet because okay. <laughs> it strains my back in a tremendous way, but I walk, I walk. We, we live on a mountain in a forest. Okay. Our backyard has trees in it. It's a small backyard, but it has trees in it. And I, and I go out and I walk and I, and I commune with nature and I talk to the trees and I sing and I hum singing and humming in terms yes. of, of sound, as you know, are incredibly healing because they they stimulate the vagus nerve. So I spend a lot of time in nature. Yeah. Um, I have, I, you know, I, I do all all the stuff. I look. I will never go on hikes in the mountains, um, like I did. You know, for six or eight hours. I mean, my doctors tell me, even my most positive doctors tell me that's that's not in the cards. Right. And look, but but look here, another chapter in the book is acceptance. I had to come to the point of radical acceptance to say to myself, there are some things I'll, I'll never horseback ride again. It's way too high impact for my spine. And that's okay. I'm good with that. But mm -hmm. I do plenty of other things in, in my life. Like I, I'm really into sound healing. You know, there was a time when I could not sit on the floor and play my gong. The gong is the most healing of all the instruments. You asked earlier, you know, what things helped you? Yeah. It's huge, but yeah. my gong, because the gong has all the frequencies. And I did not know that. Helps. Yes, isn't that fascinating? Yes, it really is. I have, I've got the same, I've got the Tibetan bowls up here, but I don't use yes, them very much. I have a crystal um, bowl that I use and an F sharp, but I, would like to have every one, but of course <laughs> that would be crazy. But and it doesn't even you don't even need to, have, to start. Well, but to have something that put all the frequency would be really cool, is what I wanted. It's to the say. gong. I'm telling you, and that was a game changer for me. It's relatively it. new in my sound healing, and the reason okay. why it works is there's a guy out of UCLA, uh, James Jimzuski, and my teacher, sonic scientist. Uh, um, John Stuart Reed, uh, they're working with medical researchers on why sound works and yeah. hospitals and nursing homes are integrating sound into their therapy, integrated mm -hmm. therapy departments. And so the big news about this, this is, this is not even published new science that's, you know, it's on its way to being published in journals, but they've discovered that every cell in our body by grouping like heart cells, brain cells, they have different frequencies. Right. And when they when they get atrophied or are dying or ill disease they stop singing they sing the cells sing and and their their instruments in the labs can pick up that sound mm -hmm. what reactivates them to becoming healthy is when they receive that frequency that right. is frequency so if it's if it's a heart cell you know and you and you use that particular frequency on it then that begins, and, and they're finding, they, they watch the blood cells in a Petri dish, dish come to life, you know? Right, right, right. And so when I say the gong has the, the biggest range of frequencies, it hits all of everything in our body. That but is I so cool. At a moment when I was healing, healing, healing amazingly. And again, it's amazingly, but it's now been you know, quite a lot of years. 
Um, but 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 there a couple of years ago, it was this this real accelerated healing when I started working with the gong. I could not sit on the floor to play my gong. It's a big gong, 34 inches. I could not do that for the longest time. And it wasn't a matter of stretching or being more, you know, yeah. limber or anything like that. Cause I'd always done yoga my whole life. I, I knew how to do it. And I attribute it to the gong. And, and I, I do my Tibetan bowls, even if it's for one minute a day, or I'll just- Do you? I need to do that. I need to do that. Yeah. I want to stop you a second. And I just want to say, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely correct. I am an intuitive and I've interviewed a lot of people and I believe we are going to heal people with sound. And I believe people are already being healed with sound. Yes, but what really shocked me, I had a guy, and I don't know if you, you said you watched some of my shows. I can't think of his yeah. name. He was on my show. And he told me that out of all the tuning forks and the crystal bowls and all of these things, the most healing thing is your own voice. Oh, yes. Jonathan and, Goldman talks about this. Yes. Yes. And I, that really made a lot of sense to me because it's that vibration. You're healing yourself with your own voice. And that's why affirmations work. And that's yes. why, yes, all of that. And, it's and really it's interesting. Humming and singing. It's why it works. The best thing we can do is sing. I love that you brought this up, Nancy, because um, this is one of those free and easy things that every person can do. You only need a few minutes. And the reason why it works is our ear. Um, okay, so so two two reasons. When when we hum, it stimulates the vagus nerve that, mm -hmm. that runs, it's called the wandering nerve, it runs through our body. It regulates heartbeat, blood pressure, breathing, all the important stuff that we don't think about. And so humming and singing stimulate the vagus nerve. There's one more thing though that the ear is connected to all of your internal organs and via, via the vagus nerve. And so mm -hmm. this, this um, being able to hum and sing, especially in your own voice, you're getting the benefit of that, but you're also hearing your own voice. And somebody recently said, and I cannot remember who said this, it was one of my teachers said, when you, when you hum and sing, and you're picking that up in your ear. You're not only stimulating your vagus nerve, you're picking it up in your ear and it's like massaging each of your internal organs. Yes. And I thought, how cool is that? It's so simple. And when you think about other cultures, yeah, you know, woman you had on, on your show who talked about the bee priestesses of ancient times in, in yeah. Greece and all, they played frame drum and they sang and, and right. like, that's just one culture. It's been embedded in all of our ancestors' um, practices. They you know, all like, drummed and they all sang and they all did. They all sang. Yeah. And, healing. and like, we forget that. Like we say, oh, I can't sing. I have so many clients who say, oh no, I can't sing. I can't sing. I No, you don't want to hear me sing. It's like, it's not how well you sing. It is that you do it. You sing. That you you sing. Know, that's, yeah, I was lucky. My mom was a singer. And, Mine too. Uh, Honest to God. Yeah. My mom was a singer. And so through my out my whole childhood, she sang. Yeah. And so you had the same experience. Yeah. And so yeah. we learned all the songs. And so I will, I find myself singing. Now I know it's interesting because I've been through a lot of stuff like everybody does. And then all of a sudden I'll catch myself humming. And when I catch myself humming, I know I'm really happy. Oh, 
Yeah, because if you notice, if you go to the store, if you go to the wherever office, wherever you're out in the world, you don't see people hum very often. But when yeah. you do see somebody humming, you notice it and they're happy. Yes. Isn't that, that is interesting? Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I, I just agree with everything you're saying. I just think that, you know, I want to go back a little bit and talk about um, you did have cabin fever. You know, you did go through that oh, yeah. thing. And I wondered if you address that a little bit just so people can kind of, yeah. you know, how did you get past it? Because there are people who are bedridden right now. Um, I actually have a neighbor who was in a car accident and she's bedridden and that would be difficult. Did you watch movies? I mean, how did you get past that feeling of, you know, isolation, I guess is. Yeah. The isolation. And as we know, isolation is a real killer. You know, it's like, it, it's real easy when you're isolated to become depressed and mm -hmm. hopeless. Right. And so the key is reaching out. I watch movies some, my husband and I love to watch movies, but but I think more than that, I decided that I, I had to curate my life. I had to really curate my life. I had to be careful what I watched. It would be so easy to right. watch a movie or a or the news. And I just said, I, I'm taking a break from the news. I read the headlines in you know, the LA Times and uh, some other papers and I was like, that's all I need to know right now because I was in a bad enough place mm. on my own that mm. it would have been really easy to get extremely depressed um, just by what was going on in the world then and now, of course. Right. You know, it's important to curate your life. And so that's on a couple levels. Like, like first, I would curate, you know, what I watched on my computer. And it was, it was that because I could not get to the living room for quite a long time. Yeah. And, and so I, I curated that. I spent time talking to friends and I am blessed with the most amazing friends. They didn't give up on me Aww. and, you know, they were there for me. And, you know, they always seemed to call when, when I, I really needed them and they were there when I needed them and called them as well. And then to, to ask for help. Like sometimes I just needed a friend to come and, and bring a bag of groceries for my husband so he could make us salads or something and, and just sit with me for, for 20 minutes or half an hour, just so I had some, you know, contact with interaction. Someone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so there was that. And then the other side of that is making the room that you are in your sanctuary. And I write about this in the book. It, it is all about like, like when it became clear after about five months that I was not getting out of the bedroom. Right. I, my husband said, what can I bring you? Like, like, what do we need to do here? Mm -hmm. And that's, he said, bring my native American flute. I can't play my, my classical flute, but I can play my native American flute. Cool. Um, bring my frame drum. Cause I could put it on my stomach and just like, you know, it wasn't the proper way to play that I could do it. Um, he brought candles and essential oils and mm -hmm. just set up like this little, little sanctuary. sanctuary. Yeah. Everything was in reach, you know? Yeah. And, and it, it, it sounds silly, but it, it just, it made all the difference and, and cards, friends sent me cards. So, mm -hmm. you know, he put them all over like tables and everything so that they were right there within, within sight for me. Cause I couldn't get up and do that myself. And so he brought things to me. He, I have crystals. I love crystals. He brought crystals, put them close to the bed. So I, oh, cool. them nearby. Um, I look behind you and I see like 
that that everything that you have curated in your space behind you has meaning to you, right? Yes, it's yes. uplifts you. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like yeah. that in our bedroom. We have, and we I have, probably got too much stuff back there. <laughs> never, never too but, much. <laughs> but, but yes, I, I get it because, well, the crystals have power and your drum helped you and, you know, the cards helped you. And I think that's wonderful. You know, you were lucky. You were very fortunate that you have such a wonderful husband that was there to help you to Absolutely. do a lot of these things and the friends that helped you, you know, it's changed your life. I can tell. Now, when did the book actually come out? Last year, last okay. year in May. So okay. it's been out for a year and a half now. Yeah. How has it done? Talk to me about the book and how has it changed and what have you heard from different people? Yeah. What I've heard from different people is the most amazing part. Like you have to understand that when I, when I start getting these downloads, like I'd just be like, this is when I was, you know, getting better. And I would just get these downloads of a chapter. And it's like, and I'd pull out a little notebook and I wouldn't even write in my computer. It's like, oh, I'll just take some notes. And I wrote them down. Yeah. Then it became clear it was a book. And I thought, if I help one person with this, that's going to be great. Maybe I'll just give it to my mom or somebody and it'll just be helping one person. And then I realized and found a publisher and all that. And I realized, you know, I think it'll help more people than this. When I published it and then people began telling me your book has changed my life mm -hmm. or it helped my father. I bought my, I bought your book from my father or who or a best friend or whatever and it's changing their life. They were in a really bad place or they didn't know. I have a chapter in there on being super sleuthy about like, how do you figure out like what complementary medicine to do? Or there's a chapter on pain management. And, you know, people say that saved me. And so those words were so encouraging. The book, you know, when I, when I did my launch, it was number seven on Amazon. And I was just thrilled by that. And so, you know, but, but the best part is being, able to go and podcast like yours and write articles. I write a lot of articles and okay. there, some of them are on my website, but it's like, I, I write about this stuff and especially sound healing, because that has been so transformative for me mm -hmm. over decades of time mm -hmm. that, that I just want to share the good stuff, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and people, people are, it's really uh, no pun intended, uh, resonating with people and, and they're, they're finding the goodness in it. And so yeah, that, that part has been amazing and has been beyond my dreams. Like I didn't set out, oh, I think I'll just want to do podcasts. So I'll, an article. So I'll there? Write a book. It wasn't that <laughs> at all. Yeah, it was see. very accidental. Oh, I never set out to write a book, but it's well, been very good. Here. It's very yeah. good. I will tell you, I'm and I want the it. audience to know it is very good. And um, here, let me get some of your information. You. Yeah. I just, okay. I want to say that I, I interview okay. a lot of people. <laughs> um, suffering to thriving <laughs> is the name of it. Your toolkit for navigating well, your healing Mandela's journey is by Kathy with a K. Carmen Luber. Her website is suffering. I can't wait to work it all out. Com. Now, can people ask I've you got questions? I've some positive there, ones to show you as well. Can. Okay, In let's fact, see. At my website, they can connect with other articles. Now, I've written a number of articles on sound healing. If anyone good. wants to take a deeper dive. Oh, I do. Oh, good. Okay. There's a great article in down. Yoga Magazine. It's one okay. of three. There's another on intuition and another on the healing journey. Okay. But there are some okay. articles there. And, I did and some, people can I did one connect me via all my, all my social media. You can connect via my website. Oh, well, yeah. And you know, let's talk about that. I have started doing. Before the show, you were telling me. 
moments of peace, yes. one or two yes, minutes you were of just about, I think, spontaneous is your intuitive sound, actually, with my frame drum your, or just singing a spontaneous um, melody. And as a class what you musician, your news. Um, yes, you know, I was doing news with me perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I play you a lot of baroque music, but also rock and roll, but lots of things. But, you know, you have to play it right. This is the opposite of that. This is this is all about, I'll be out at yes. nature. I was at the Due lake uh, this... last month and I yes. just, you know, I yeah. was really moved the COVID, by songs yes, of yes, peace. And I just COVID. A lot of people lost their... Vocalizing, um, singing that was a little a bit of mantra of news, and, and playing my frame drum. And they're just really spontaneous. I myself had lost for a while, but came back. And like you, the bowls and the Zephyr telling me. To use. Tell the audience. The idea behind it is everyone you know, can use like a one or two my minute daughter reset, was involved a moment, in a, a piece in your day, and sound can be a perfect ago. reset. Like I and know she if was I'm very stressed out about something, I just go and try one of my love one of my singing bowls, Australia. and it's like. Okay, I'm um, feeling a little better, and I'm I'm when she was hijacked, she got out to when they were trying to help somebody. And, her and her yeah, friend, okay, and I'm they back, were hijacked I'm back to myself. And the you guy know, that kind of her thing. on so, her left yeah. ear, so offering that, and I'm going she to went down and that. he turned into the street. And she soon um, heard the back I, of her head. I, I partnered and she's with got a doctor, um, nerves that are seven. Doctor, she's definitely nerves are seven, and she can't smell or taste. Besides other injuries, your heart. And that's eight years ago, and it's a very robust things and i give a sound two and a half the senses, you know and people can go to and my website when you and came on and said this is about new, when that's live something so, that they um, brought about that to, can heal of your listeners well okay. probably heal thank you kathy we can't I say, say to you because know, it's um, new if um, the issue of smell and know, taste, I think I've mentioned this before and, to the I mean, audience, but I've I done think this it's recently. wonderful if you have that it came from you and, all the way uh, from USA to South Africa to me, so it can get to my daughter in Australia. Yeah, whatever the case. Did you tell her? Did you tell her about that sound? I haven't spoken to her because she was away the weekend. I did write a message. I will be speaking to her on Wednesday. So. I yeah. really believe you can also go I'm so glad no you're welcome but you can oh, I think it's you cool that, that this is helping is somebody across the world it really makes me feel good that the information is getting out there yes. and I just I think it's great because I think it, it, it is healing and it has proven that it works and I think this will help her I really do I honestly do I feel good about this but this I do as well yeah so so during the COVID this is what you um Angels connecting with your yes, this was this represented the cells of the body. Okay, um, Florida for people with COVID, and then I did another one. And I there we go. More life and energy. Oh, back. <laughs> these are healthy cells. <laughs> this is what we want. So there you go. Very different. There you go. Very good. And then that one is spreading love across the planet. Very nice. Also, the colors don't come across so nicely. They're very vibrant when you actually see them, but they don't sort of um, come across very well when one takes a picture. But that's just spreading love, divine love, unconditional love to the planet at that time. Mm -hmm. And then this one I did for relationship, not at that wow. time before. Wow. Um, and that was a soulmate that I attracted, which was to, we were together with long distance for three years, but then it couldn't work. He wasn't quite ready. So, but he was a soulmate because right from the very second I met him, I knew. 
and um, and he knew, and it was unexpected. Nobody arranged the meeting. It was random. And this is how when you meet your soulmate, because I've also done soulmate workshops, this is how when we meet a soulmate, it just happens. And you know, you absolutely know. Mm -hmm. You don't have to try and push it and grab it and bring this relationship towards you. You've got to put it out. But um, sometimes people put too much energy on looking too hard. So I experienced that, which was very special. And then on my last one, yeah. I did for my Turkey holiday. And that we went on in July. It was a family holiday, a dream. I had it for 10 years. And as my little grandson would say, um, Gran, your dream came true. Your dream came true. <laughs> was to be in Turkey with the whole family. It was so special. I can't tell you how special it was. And hot air ballooning over Cappadocia. Oh wow! Oh, like our this is like our Thanksgiving. It's very similar. Yeah, it's very special. It. I love it. That's awesome. The most magical thing I experienced in my life was that hot air balloon. Sorry, my hair's coming down. Oh no, <laughs> you're fine. Off. You're fine. So had you it's not? So you got to go up in the hot air balloon very special the whole family and uh my son said mom it was far more um exciting than i ever thought it would be even the way you described it you said it was far better there's no words for it i love it yeah it's um you know we have the hot air balloon fiesta in albuquerque and um i've done it and it's it's wonderful when you're up there because it's so quiet what do you think Yes, it is. When it's you're up in the quiet. air, it's so quiet. You can just, it's just, it's peaceful, isn't it? Yes, very it's peaceful. peaceful. Very peaceful. Yeah. And I the thing is, it was over the fairy chimneys, and that's what made it so special. Oh. The fairy chimneys, that was the most special thing. Oh, my God. Pointed, pointed chimneys all over. Wow. And this is in South Africa. No, no, Turkey, Cappadocia. In Turkey, in Turkey. And you go at sunrise, so you've got the sun on the one side, and you know how blessed we were. We had the moon on the other side. Okay. We had the sun and the moon at sunrise. <laughs> it was amazing. And oh all these, God. we're about 100 colored air balloons, hot air balloons in the sky at the same, at the same time. time. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Dale, if people want to find you, how do they get in touch with you? I mean, could you, if they want to do a workshop with you, can they do it by Zoom or do they have to be in South Africa or is there somewhere here? Talk to us about your, your information. I haven't actually, to be honest, um, Nancy, I haven't actually organized anything to do on Zoom. Okay. I probably would have to. Right. Um, they could always contact me if they need questions via my email, which I think I've given to you. Okay. And should I put your email in the notes? Yes. It's D-A-L-E-R at telcomsa.net. Okay. Yeah. So they can email me if they want to know more or anything like that. And, you know, I can work on planning something. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes, it would be. It would be great. I would take it. If you do it, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take your class. You. Okay, that's great. Well, I yeah. think it's great. Well, because you have motivated us to get out there and to get the mandala and to color because color and, and I find just the the um act of coloring is so calming. 
to the to it the is. body, to it's... the soul. It, it really is. I I think that's why adult coloring books have become so popular um yes. today because I think that people just it's it's a relaxing thing to do but with the color and the mandala having meaning I mean what a magnificent way to heal yourself and when you write down as you're doing it with the writing it's more powerful because it's you know when you write something and do something it's more powerful than just speaking so I find that's important and the thing is one can sit on a weekend, on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, and the whole family can sit around the table and do one. It's yeah. something you can do together. Okay. All right. Cool. Which I think is lovely. How okay. often do people do something different together? Well, and that's what we need to do more of. We need to bring yeah. community together and bring people yeah. together. Well, Dale, I'm thrilled that you came on today. Is there anything that you want to leave us with? What do you want to tell us before we get out of here? I don't know if there's time for a short butterfly meditation. Oh, let's do it. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. I've written up a lot of different uh, meditations for different things. Okay, let's and do this it. Is, it's a very short one, and it relates to the color and things. Okay. So okay. I'm in. Visualization is extremely important for creating and manifesting. Yes. And I do this on all my workshops, Nancy. Okay. I've been doing it since I was a little child. I visualize very easily, but some people find it challenging and they need to practice it. So now today, I'd like us to get a feeling of butterfly wings in this meditation. So if you can just close your eyes gently. It's easier to, to do this with the eyes closed. Okay. And now focus your attention to the place on your back where you would imagine having butterfly wings. You can move your shoulders a little bit and get a feeling of butterfly wings. And just imagine feeling what the size of your wings are like. Are they small wings, medium ones, or are they very large wings? Just get a feel for the size of the wings. And then get a feel for how easily they move. Do they feel loose or tight? Are they jammed somewhere? Do you perhaps need to, they need to be eased up gently for easier movement? Or they need some really firm work to release them? Are they too eager to just flap and fly away? at the first sign of something different, fearing the unknown? Or are they ready to rest a while and experience something new? Get a feel for what colors they are. Are they one color or do they have many colors? Are they red with anger or passion? Are they orange with bliss? Perhaps they sunshine yellow filled with happiness or maybe yellow with fear. Perhaps they're pink and filled with unconditional love. Maybe they're green, filled with harmony or perhaps envy. Pale blue peaceful wings are great. Or maybe they're afraid of communicating. Are they dark blue and wise? 
perhaps violet for inspiration and transmuting negativity. They could also be rainbow colored. Perhaps they feel black with anger and hidden desires or just pure white. Mm -hmm. No matter what color your wings are, we are all unique and beautiful butterflies. Breathe in peace and love into your heart center. Feel it warmly expand and fill your whole body. Draw it into every cell of your body. Breathe in love again into your heart center and feel it flow throughout your entire body. Just allow the feeling of unconditional love to flow for another few moments. And then gently open your eyes to the present moment on the next out breath that feels good. I love it. I did it with my angel wings. Oh, goody. That's also good. <laughs> I know. I was thinking. I did. It yes. was really good. Thank you. God bless. That was good really job. cool. You made it's my day today, Dale. Uh, thank you. And I thank you. you for asking me to come on your show. Oh, Talk yeah. I think, yes. Everybody benefits yeah. so much. You're such a knowledgeable yes. lady. And we're so blessed to have you here to help us. Thank you, Nancy. And, yeah. Thanks for helping. You really helped me. And I know you helped the audience. You guys, we got to get out of here for today. I want to mention that I'm going to be in Florida in March, you guys, the 16th and the 17th. I will be at the Life uh, Conscious Expo. I will be talking about angels and I'm going to be doing my own workshop in LA. You guys will come see me, I hope, in February. It'll be Saturday the 10th. I'll be at the, the Conscious Life Expo and that'll be at LAX. And I'm going to do a 90 minute workshop and I'm going to help everybody connect with their angels. So I'm really excited about that. And you guys check out my book. I just relaunched it. Wake up. The universe is speaking to you. Um, Dale, wow. yeah, thanks again. We're going to get out of here for today, but I hope everybody thanks. has a fabulous holiday and continue on this week. Bye, bye, bye. Okay. Bye, <laughs> bye gifts for everybody. Bye. Bye. Take care and God bless. Thanks. You too.